0: You're listening to Femfluence Radio, created for women desiring more influence and affluence and are looking for other women who want the same. I'm your host, Jennifer Kent, but you can call me Jen. I'm a serial entrepreneur and founder who's built four multi multi-million-dollar companies. I'm also a mom to three amazing humans and a wifey to the self-proclaimed slay at home dad. Whoa, <laughs> that makes me tired just saying out loud. On this show, we'll have the real BS-free conversations that every woman wants to have, but no one's talking about with the honesty we deserve. We'll chat on the intersection of too-muchness and not-enoughness, what aligned success looks and feels like, and what it takes to dismantle old systems, beliefs, and thinking that get in the way of what we really want. If you're an ambitious woman... Looking for a collective that will support you as you grow into the next level leader you and everyone else knows, likes, and trusts? Then stick around, because you're already home and amongst friends. Now, let's go build longer tables together. Leadership can definitely come with emotional growing pains. And one of the ways that I see and believe is harming women, especially as we look to align our thoughts, hearts, and lives in the spirit of Unapologetic influence and affluence, so that we can use that intentional power to impact the greater world, is something I call pink slime and something you might have heard of called spiritual bypassing. So let's discuss. In episode two of season one of Femfluence Radio, I gave a name to the toxic brew that women create to divide ourselves and play into a system called the patriarchy that harms ourselves, our relationships, and our connection to other women and men who we could be instead linking arms with and building longer tables with. I asked you to do what I try to do every day, which is own how I personally create pink slime divisions internally and externally. On this particular episode, I want to talk about a pervasive type of pink slime called spiritual bypassing, and how sexy its tentacles are in the very visible spirit of social media. Look, first, I want to out myself. I am a self-proclaimed personal development junkie. (laughs) Dr. Wayne Dyer was my personal mentor at the age of nine, and I've always pursued knowledge and thought leadership from inspirational people like Lisa Nichols, Hiro Boga, Jack Canfield, and Thomas Wilhite. I've gone on retreats and pilgrimages that have helped me explore my sole purpose in places like Bali and Thailand, Sedona, Ohio, and the south of France, and other places known to heighten spiritual awareness. I'm also 100% fascinated with spiritual origins, exploring all religious beliefs, especially their historical roots and the facts of why people continue to subscribe and believe in certain dogmas and icons. It's probably why instead of an attorney, I became a brand strategist and futurist. And because I'm obsessed with why humans behave in a certain way, that makes a lot of sense. When it comes to marketing, influence, persuasion, and changing the world, this fascination of mine has served me very well and also showed me how much power others have using some of these tools to do good and frankly, to not do good. Okay. Now over the years, I've become fascinated with the ways in which we try to feel endlessly good. We've gotten progressively more skillful in our methods as humans, turning away from drugs or alcohol to alter our consciousness and turning towards things like self-help books, meditation, yoga, prayer, and special diets. And in some ways, here's what's crazy about that. We are now spiritually distracting ourselves from our feelings, thinking that we're walking a healthy spiritual path as a result of calling those things better than who we were before. Now, this is why we as women have to get real with that level of affluence and influence we desire and for us to eradicate or at least get honest with our production of pink slime in our lives because it's getting in the way of that desire There's a so-called truth out there that I need to help change right now. And it's a myth that is causing a lot of harm. And it goes a little something like this. I have to feel good to be happy. Or another way to put it, in order for me to do it, it has to feel good. Now, (laughs) straight up, it's effing up good women everywhere. And this episode is here to help us think differently about it. And I know I'm not alone in this. Spiritual bypassing is a real problem in the personal growth moment. And it's also part of the mindset and performance coaching industry that many of us invest our time, energy, and money in the pursuit of our success. And those things aren't bad things, but I'm here in this episode to show you all of the sides that it could be affecting you. And worse, creating pink slime in you. Now, how do these things show up? Well, they show up in quick fix inspirational quotes that try to summarize you know, complex issues in single pithy statements. It shows up in New York Times bestselling books. It shows up in people's advice to just be grateful. It shows up in self-prescribed gurus who, according to their PR stories, suffer from depression and anxiety until they woke up one day, realized they didn't have to feel negative feelings anymore, and boom, all of those negative feelings went away. Now, back to one of the most popular and insidious of pink slimes, spiritual bypassing. It's an experience of reacting to things that don't feel good. So here are some more definitions to help support the conversation today. Spiritual bypass is experiencing a defense mechanism. And although that defense looks a lot prettier than other defenses, it serves the same purpose. Spiritual bypassing shields us from the truth. It disconnects us from our feelings and helps us avoid the big picture. It's more about checking out than checking in. And the difference is so subtle that we usually don't know that we're doing it. Now, the shorthand for spiritual bypass is platitude rather than gratitude, arriving rather than being, avoiding rather than accepting. It is spiritual practice in the service of repression, so keeping our feelings down. And that's usually because we can't tolerate what we're feeling or think that we shouldn't be experiencing what we're feeling because of a belief or a system that we are prescribed to. What you need to know, friend, is that there is a shadow side to almost every positive thing we can do for ourselves, including spiritual practice and our leadership growth. All spiritual and psychological tools can be used in a willful way. Here's an example. Sometimes self-care is actually about taking care of ourselves, unplugging from too much work and plugging into more balance and harmony, right? But sometimes, under the guise of self-care, we're really just checking out, denying what's happening, and how scary it feels to show up for life on any given day. i got to tell you, I've used self-care for both things, and I wonder if you can honestly admit that it might have come up for you too. Every tool for spiritual and psychological development has a purpose, and conversely, a place where it's of no help whatsoever. Because nothing is a panacea. We know that vitamins, pills, and other external remedies are not gonna cure loneliness, for example. But in other less obvious ways, we think that one pursuit will give us what we want in every area of our life. That's what we call the easy button, right? The idea or fantasy that one way or one thought or one blueprint will give us all of the things we need to get the things that we want. And we think, especially in the form of spiritual practice, that these should afford us the freedoms from the messiness of life, as though perfection is an attainable standard. And that's especially true in social media overload and feeling the new mental concerns around FOMO or imposter syndrome, right? We need to remember instead that spiritual practice and emotional growth are not about achieving a particular quality of feeling, AKA feeling good only. Being a human being on a spiritual journey isn't about getting cash and prizes all the time. It's instead about being in the present moment, whatever it happens to look like. So I'd ask you, What are you feeling right now, experiencing right now, even listening to this podcast? Is something triggering you? Is something happening right now in your life that is making you feel great, and that's awesome? Or honestly, is there something in your life that's causing some pain, some challenges, some frustration? And how about all of that right now? Can you be present to all of your feelings without any one of them defining you as static, or unmoving. Because life is about fluidity and flexibility. I spoke about that on our last episode. There is something very necessary about being who and where you are. And I understand that can be challenging because everything I'm talking about, I've experienced it myself. If I become present to who I am, all of me, there's a lot there that I usually don't wanna see, right? For most people, this consists of shame, anxiety, anger, loneliness, self-loathing, our dark side, and the list goes on and on. So, right? I mean, think about it. Those parts of us are parts of us, and yet we try to deny them by justifying that we're not working on them because it's negative, but come on, I mean, let's get honest. Who really wants to be present to all of that quote-unquote darkness? But the more that I've tried to personally rise above it or turn my back to it, the more it has lingered there, waiting, almost growing in size, getting bigger, and still feeling painful. So finally, I had to turn around and face it, and the most amazing thing happened and continues to happen. (laughs) Huh? I didn't die that's the good news it didn't swallow me whole like I thought it would in fact by recognizing the so-called dark stuff that was there I could finally experience and own what was light and right about me and I actually really hate that it's called dark and light because it's caused even underlying problems in our society that dark things are bad and light things are good but in the spirit of keeping this, what most people hear and how I'm trying to undo this with the conversations that we're having on FemFluence Radio, I'm going to use those terms, but even I am trying to undo even how language distorts our presence to what's real. I could really believe the good stuff once I took responsibility for the stuff that didn't look quite as shiny on the outside. And these are the real fruits of of our spiritual and psychological and leadership development. If we stop running from ourselves and start loving ourselves and getting real support in the form of whether that's therapy, coaching, cultivating great friendships, you know, getting near things that make us uncomfortable, that is the spirit of Influence Radio and what I teach every day for women who want to create a more affluent and influential lifestyle that are values-driven, Now, let's round this back to what I started with, which is the concept of pink slime. And I have gotten or experienced some of these comments before. I'm wondering if you have ever gotten some of these. One thing I've been told is, Jen, stop being so political. It makes me not want to read your feed to read all that negativity. Or, hey, don't bring that negative stuff like racism and intersectional feminism to my feeds either. That doesn't make me feel good. Or, hey, Jen, people follow you. Aren't you concerned that when you mention you might be having a bad or challenging day that you're actually influencing them in a negative way? You're messing with their lives? Well, here's another nuance and side note. I really believe there's a discernment between what you share and what you keep for yourself. I'm a big believer in asking myself before I post anything, is there a lesson in sharing this with others that I have intention around sharing wisdom? Or am I just throwing a grenade for performative or selfish reasons? So I'm actually asking myself that before I post things. So when people say to me, hey, you shouldn't post that negative stuff. I, th- I find it really interesting that that's their judgment. Oh, this one's a good one hey, Jen, if you disagree with me on this particular issue, you are pink sliming me. (laughs) That's a whole entire episode of FemFluence in the future because it's a doozy and it has a ton of nuance and it's it's actually a way that women spiritually bypass each other where we say, hey, if you don't agree with me, you're not with me, right? And so I definitely wanna have a deeper conversation around that. Another one I get is, your charmed life means you're perfect and you're just trying to throw it in my face and that triggers me. I've actually had friendships stop because of that one alone. And it's mainly because they're projecting the bypassing onto me versus owning what is that inside of me that makes me feel triggered by, you know, the way that Jen has worked to create her life. And again, my life is definitely not perfect just as a result. But I do have things that I worked for and did achieve, and I want to show people and model that it's possible for them if they put in the same level of work inside and outside. I also get, I've heard people say, you must have an ulterior motive by sharing what you share. There must be another reason besides just wanting to stay present in the moment. I've also heard people tell me, I choose to stay positive in negative situations, Jen. I don't really want to focus on the negative, right? Right. And this is the best one. That negative situation you've been through, it's there to teach you something. So get over it. Right? That last one is spiritual bypassing cloaked with personal development, transformation, encouragement, which hey, if you're going to a family barbecue and you know that there's going to be a person there that constantly picks at you and constantly messes with you. And you mentioned to your cousin, Hey, you know, I'm a little nervous going to the barbecue because I know, you know, auntie so-and-so is going to keep picking on me for the other person to say to you, well, you know, you know, what's already going to happen. Obviously auntie is there to model X, Y, and Z for you. You know, That's an example of spiritual bypassing. That's an example of pink sliming another person not acknowledging that those feelings are real. And there's another part to it because spiritual bypassing also excludes solutions, okay? And again, there's discernment there. So one thing I wanna teach you on this podcast is how I have discernment. And in these episodes, I hope you're seeing how not every situation needs to be reacted to or responded the same way. But there are some basic tenets here that I'm offering up for you to be open to listening to and see how they apply to your life. So now I'll ask you, have there ever been statements or conversations where you felt like you're witnessing or being subjected to spiritual bypassing? Well, here are some ways to see it in your own behavior. And instead of choosing apathy choosing leadership of style. So number one, instead of avoiding conflict, which avoiding conflict is one of the things think about the person that you've met. That's the easygoing, nice guy or gal. Maybe that's you. They're easy to spot when mistreated or insulted. They don't acknowledge the other person as being hurtful or even abusive towards them. They have a hard time accepting their own personal experience of being frustrated, disrespected, or hurt. Most of the time, they ignore that experience by making excuses for the bad behavior of others. Well, let me tell you and listen to me and say this out loud. I am not a doormat. I'm a leader. That's for you if that's the type of spiritual bypassing you tend to experience. The second one is... Deferring to the guru or the quote unquote other leader. This behavior of adulation and flattery towards the other leader has a purpose. What it does is it feeds our unconscious emotional need to be validated, to feel special, to feel loved, and to feel important. It also denotes an irrational fantasy of the guru putting her capacities and her thoughts and ideas on a pedestal. Under the surface, there's another unconscious conflict dealing with competitive feelings towards other members of the tribe or group that you're in with this particular leader. Now, the origin of this behavior goes back to childhood because when you're in such a context of a tribe or group, you begin to unconsciously reenact childhood wounds and dynamics, like acting out aggressively and or seeking um, manipulation to gain love or pitting, you know, two parents against each other. I did that as a young child when my parents were getting a divorce. Okay. The narrative that's running in this situation is that the leader, that other leader that you're making a guru has something special and unique to give you that you don't already have, and as such, you need to be seen as worthy to receive it. Basically, this type of spiritual bypass and pink slime is called mean girls psychology one-on-one. Sisterella, please stop putting Regina on a pedestal or thinking that you have to become Regina in order to gain respect or power. Now, if you don't even know what I'm talking about here, about Regina, I don't even know how we're friends. But basically, I'm referring to the Broadway musical Mean Girls and the movie by Tina Fey, okay? The third type of spiritual bypassing that I see a lot with, you know, femfluencers is suppressing feelings. There is a tendency to suppress needs, any needs, because being seen as needy is for them a sign of low spiritual development, or being a source of bad or negative vibes. Now, if you're with other women and want to exercise sharing feelings, even though it's risky, the way to do that is to communicate it first. Stop letting the wounded child that's adapted to becoming a, a, an adult woman to take a lot of pressure and pain. Make you avoid that presently, you may feel like a pile of dung in any given moment. <laughs> If you've never felt like a pile of dung, this is definitely not your podcast because I don't know how that's possible. You must not be human, okay? And I'm not saying that to be judgy. I'm just saying that to be real. The fourth way is to think that our life as an ambitious woman who is seeking to be a more evolved leader isn't evolved at all because being ambitious is manlike, that's the myth. And being in our feelings is womanlike. But the truth is, being ambitious is not manlike, and being in our feelings isn't womanlike. I've had women challenge my ambition by judging it as not being feminine. I've actually had men obviously do that to me too. And that's an example of spiritual bypass. Worse, those thoughts make us question our personal ambitions and whether we should be ambitious at all. But the truth is a femfluencer isn't masculine or feminine. A femfluencer is values-driven and understands both sides are supporting her path. So I've given you these four examples, and I have been in all of them and been part of them and sometimes have been the bully in the situation or the spiritual bypasser. So I'd ask you to take a look at these four different scenarios and ask, what's the opposite, more growth-oriented path to overcoming those so that you can be a bigger leader in the world? Finally, to wrap up this episode, finding the way to not use spiritual bypassing as pink slime Involves acknowledging our feelings in responses to situations that are not about us. The times that we feel the urge to jump in and rescue someone. The times we want to shut down their pain because we feel uncomfortable witnessing it. This requires a degree of mindfulness that I believe we can only cultivate through practice. And this comes from being willing to sit, to listen, And be instead of do or react time and time again. Can you actually be a spiritual leader, person, woman, femfluencer, and still have a bad day? The answer is hell yes. Now I want to hear your personal stories of how spiritual bypass has infiltrated your thinking about spirituality growth and your pursuits. Let's take the shame out of our unrealistic expectations by sharing our experiences together. And let's show other women that grace and responsibility are the truth in leadership. In the worksheet I've provided for you in this episode, go ahead and use the prompts to take a good look at where spiritual bypass has created pink slime in your life and how you can take steps to stay present to your truth daily. Next on FemFluence Radio, an episode that everyone's been wanting me to talk about and that's my relationship with my partner in life and business, Nathan, the self-proclaimed slay-at-home dad, my husband. We're going to be talking about all the things and how having a happy life, an ambitious wife, was not anything we either planned for. We're navigating that conversation on our next show, so make sure to be there. Thanks for listening to FemFluence Radio. If you resonated with this episode, please leave us a review and let other women know about it. Remember, we're building longer tables here. Follow us on Instagram at FemFluence underscore official to stay in the conversation and also visit FemFluence.com to sign up and receive things I only give to our listeners and friends. I look forward to our next chat.